I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. Collingwood. The Carlton should, fan guys. Should I or shouldn't I? Should the I Carlton fan guys. Come should on, I just man. ruin Dean's intro straight away? You know what? Fair enough. The Collingwood Pies <laughs> did it, mate. Four point winners yesterday. They were the best team all year, let's be honest. And they were yeah. the better team on the day for me. Yeah. Look, it was, it was a bad day for Australia, I think, in yeah. general. Mm-hmm. I tend to disagree. I think the real winners here are the fans. What a great game that was. Well, that, that's true. That's true. true but that, that is the most like commentator thing yeah. to say. The real winner here is the fans. Like, you know? the, the outcome wasn't the winner, but the process was good. True, true. Oh, we, uh, Matt and I went out last night. Mm. We were going to go to Fitzroy, but we did a detour through Swan Street. Mm. The scenes, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Like, there'd just be random, like, girls just floating around being like, oh, my God, we won. And it was like the first, it's like the first time they heard it. Yeah. That's how they responded. It was like, but every time. It happened, it happened seven hours ago, and you're reacting like it just happened. It was, <laughs> they're just walking down the street. Collywood. Oh, then just back to their life again. How many times do you reckon they sang the song on that little fan bus thing? Yeah, so there's two main um, piles, right? There was piles. One, <laughs> one pile closer to the G was on like a minivan or something like that. And they were just like like a party bus. <laughs> and like they just went, Collywood. Then they sung the, the song and then Collywood. And then like, what do we say now? The song again. Yeah. And it was like, we were there for about 20 minutes, but from what I gathered, they did that for like six hours. That must and the, have, that and then the other have. one was the same, except they had like a plastic mattress. Yeah, and it was, it was bouncing around. It's no like one was a, on it. No, no. It just kept bouncing around. It's man. like you're at a pool party and like, you got the floaty or something and you just put, you know, popping it up or the, the ball or something like that in the pool. And they did that. They kept that afloat for ages, man. Mm. It was actually impressive. Like, it was like the floor was lava. Yeah, and the floor like, was lava. Know, so they had to keep it up in the air. But the fans are like embodying the skill of their of their football club by keeping <laughs> true, that off the floor. True, true. No, I think Nick Dacos was in that in that crowd. That's think, why that's why it stayed up for so long. I think Dacos was in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Him um, and Degoe going crazy. <laughs> so yeah, scenes scenes last night, but uh mm. yeah. Yeah. Look, Congrats to the Pies, I guess. Yeah, man, I wish that was my team. Let's be fair. I like, was just gonna say it always happens every year when I can really just ignore how well my team's doing or not and just enjoy the game. But as soon as the siren goes and I see them celebrating, I just become bitter, like resentful even. Yes, it's natural. Yeah, I hope so because, man, I'm just looking at it like shaking my head like, man, just one day I want to see this. You you will. will. Look, you would think so. If you live a long long life. (laughs) If I live a long healthy life, then surely. Um, But now look, let's talk about it a bit. For me, like we said, great game up and down. I just want to go to the last quarter, right? And Brisbane's just kicked a goal to go into the lead. And there's about five minutes to go. The Charlie then, Cameron goal? Yes. Is that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then straight off the bounce, Collingwood scores. And then a minute later, another one. And that was game. 
just big game players the Pies have, man. They know how to just get it done. If they didn't score that goal immediately after conceding, who knows how the game ends up. Could end up in Brisbane's half and just trapped in there. Mm. You know, they could have time-wasted a bit. Like, it was just such a clutch moment, man. Mm. Well, um, even, man, like, after that, like, with 90 seconds to go, Joe Danaher from 30 meters out, I'm not wasting any time. I'm just going to snap it. Yeah. Like, from directly in front, I'm going to snap it, got it straight through, and sent them going again. So it was just drama until the last, last minute. Well, they're both, they're both very skillful teams, right? And they mm. both took their chances. I thought Brisbane was more efficient. Collingwood had just more of the play and like they ended up racking up points. Like what was it in the end? 15 points or more? No, it was like 18. 18, man. which they had is crazy. A lot of points. I don't know how many of those were like rush behinds or actual shots, mm. but they just, they had the forward pressure compared to Brisbane. I think Brisbane relied a little bit more on like individual brilliance. Like two of Zach Bailey's goals were ridiculous. Mm. Charlie Cameron's goal on the left was ridiculous. Mm. Um, they were efficient, so they kept a minute. Um, but yeah, Collingwood, I think, just had the edge throughout just, the whole game. Just running power, man. Yeah. Like just, and it's it comes from everyone. Like I think Jack Crisp, he's a gun, he's, man. Man, underrated, man. He's His game was huge. If Bobby Hill had kicked three goals instead. I think Jack Crisp probably gets mm-hmm. the norm, you know, between him and maybe Pendlebury for his last quarter efforts. Well, we just spoke about how Collingwood kicked a lot of behinds, but think of some of the goals they scored, like mm. Dugowie outside 50, side bottom outside 50, Cripps, mm. the deep goal as well. Um, um, Crisp, yeah. sorry, Crisp. Is that Crisp? My check even kicked like a, a pretty crazy goal as well. Yes. They had their moments. They did, absolutely, man. So, mm. well, let's talk about Bobby Hill. Matt, I just mentioned him. What a first half performance in particular. He was good all game, but... Mm. Man, in that first half, he was electrifying. Mm. He was everywhere. He was like their full forward. Crazy, mm. man. How many marks did he take inside 50? Oh, at least the couple and the specky as well. Just Yeah. Mm. And yeah. You, you know what? It it validates George's constant, you know, like frothing of like small forwards and wanting Carlton to get more small forwards because it was the small forward show. Like between both teams, like mm. Brisbane with um, Cameron, Lincoln McCarthy, and um, Zach Bailey, they were the most dangerous players for them. Yep. And then you go on the other side of the field and it's Bobby Hill. You know, Jamie Elliott was kind of dangerous at points as well. Those guys, they really brought the show. So, Agreed, mm. man. Yeah. But when you can put speed on the ball, right, mm. and you can move, you can create space with your, with your fast players, right? It mm. doesn't always have to be to the pack. So I thought Danaher had a good game, but Hipwood, nowhere to be seen. Mm. Frampton... Got to be the worst premiership play you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Two possessions in a grand final. Bravo. He he was not there to kick goals. He was there to yeah, just no. try to impede Harris Andrews, who ended up having a pretty solid game. Um, mm. But shout out to also like a Collingwood. Nathan Murphy goes down mm. and it didn't really affect, like Kipwood didn't get off the leash, right? So they lose one of their key defenders and the two talls don't necessarily take well, off. Kipwood competed pretty hard. I, I don't think he had a bad game, but... Definitely Danaher was their best yeah. tour forward. He was a, I must give credit. I always thought he was a little bit like mentally weak, didn't really perform in the big games, but he's been excellent all year. Mm, he has. And he was really good yesterday. Uh, but you're right, man. Murphy going down, you've just got mauled back there and a bunch of medium to small defenders, really. Like well, the sub off. was Lipinski, right? And it's not a, it's not a direct. No. Swap. And they still didn't put Frampton back. That would have been the easy thing to do, but they stuck by the strategy, yeah. which was to try and nullify um, the Big Harry Andrews at the back. Yeah, with Frampton yeah. playing on him. So, yeah. interesting tactic. It paid off in the end, but... Mm. Yeah, if you put Frampton back, though, then you're just more susceptible to the smalls. So, it was a good move. Mm. You know? Well, they, they just kept playing their style. They didn't, they're not going to waver their style. Yeah. Mm. Right? So, they, they won. I think just they won more one-on-one contests around the ground. Um, there's some clutch moments. Do we talk about that umpire decision, though? 
It was the wrong decision, obviously. But yeah, yeah, look. There's, don't guarantee anything comes of it, though. Let's get that straight as that, well. There That's isn't, the th- but it 60 metres out, Lockie Neal can put it 10 metres out of the goal square. Yeah, correct. No, we can't discourage it either. We can't just like sweep it under the rug. Yeah, no, it's something that needs to be mentioned because like when you think of an advantage, there needs to be like for an advantage, advantage there needs to be like a clear path to progress the ball. There was no clear path for Zach Bailey. He had to dance around people and then he ended up getting tackled by three guys just about. There's no advantage there. So, yeah, no, straight was, up, just, yeah, yeah poor, poor officiating there. And it was a bit average at points of the game, let's be honest. It was like, bad all game and it's been bad all season. So, mm. no surprise for me. Yeah. Um, it's disappointing that the umpires go shy in the last quarter because mm. by trying not to impact the game, they're still impacting the game the other way. Mm. But like, t- talk about like final moments. Brisbane kicks that goal. Barry does the spin around clearance and runs out, and then kicks it on the side of his boot. He doesn't get a deep entry. Like, talk about moments, man. Mm. Four points in a grand mm. final. That's that's going to be hard to swallow for Brisbane. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and look, credit to them. Everyone's sort of worried. Oh, can they perform at the G or not? That was a, just a great game mm. from both teams, and someone has to win in the end. That's true. And it kind of makes sense that it was Collingwood. I mean, well, they, they let it every break. Yeah. So they were better. There's no no disputing it. Yeah. Um I did want to just go through the teams really quickly just to really point out now that we're heading into the off season mm. just how the teams are built and how many of their players and influential players are actually recruited to the team not drafted. Okay. Because mm. obviously it's a talking point like with North Melbourne you know, having all these picks or Carlton really trying to recruit a few key pieces just how much of an influence these guys can actually have, right? Mm. So just really quickly Murphy I believe Collingwood drafted him, right? Yeah. Drafted Darcy Moore. Jeremy Howe, recruited. Yep. Maynard drafted. Frampton, recruited. Yep. Quaynor, drafted. Yep. Then we go side bottom Pendlebury, obviously drafted. Mm-hmm. Markov, very mm-hmm. slew piece of recruiting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Delisted free agent. Correct, SSP yep. SSP or whatever they call Bobby it. Hill, Norm Smith himself, recruited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myrocek drafted. And that was like a... He very, might have been a preseason or yeah, a Yeah, very interesting draft or pick. Something like yep, that, yeah. correct. Jamie Elliott drafted. McCreary drafted. Dagobi drafted. Dacos drafted. Dacos drafted, <laughs> Crisp and Cox. So Collingwood's really built a lot of their team off the draft. Yeah. But Crisp, really, Crisp was from Brisbane. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, was he? No, oh, no, wow. I forgot about yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. So that's another. And Cox is from America. So it's, that's, another, <laughs> that's another team as well. Who, who did he go for? Col- who did he play for in college? Um, okay. I don't even know. But then, yeah. sorry, just a few more. So Tom <laughs> Mitchell. Tom Mitchell was recruited. Cameron recruited. Hoskin Elliott recruited. And Ginevan drafted and Lipinski recruited. Jeez. What I will say about their guys that they That's more than half. It's about 60-40 split of draft versus recruiting. Mm. The thing about the guys that they recruited though, none of them are big ticket like we sent two first rounders for this. That's right. You know what I mean? That's the thing that makes it impressive because they've just they've spread out their assets Mm. and just been just very um they're sure with what they want. And they know how to build build up that list. So. Correct. And it's actually quite interesting and a bit different on the Brisbane end, right? So, mm. Rayner they've drafted. Danaher, recruited. Yeah. Bailey was drafted. Cameron. Recruited. Recruited. Yeah. Hipwood drafted. Archie, recruited. Mm. McLuggage, thing. drafted. Dunkley, recruited. Yeah. High profile. Yep. Big New price. recruited as well. Yeah, we're getting and there. Yep. Yeah. So, Zorko, drafted. McKenna, recruited. Lester, I'm not sure. Is he... No one, I'm not too remember. sure about Lester. Lester, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Um, <laughs> Darcy Wilmot drafted. Stasevich, I believe he was drafted, drafted by yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Harry Andrews drafted. Gardner. Uh, something tells me he played elsewhere, but no, maybe Does not. he have a Bulldogs vibe to him? 
There's a Ryan Gardner. That's what it is. It's not. It's not. I think maybe he was a Brizzy guy. Um, but anyway, is yeah. He so not Ryan Gardner. No, that is Darcy Gardner. Darcy oh, Gardner. My bad. So then there's McInerney, uh, Neil, who was obviously recruited, dual Bowler medalist. Now we'll get to yeah. that. Um, Jared Berry was he? No, nah, he was there. He was there. Ooh, yep. There's a Sam Berry at yes, at, that's right, at Adelaide. Um, but then you've got Robertson, uh, McCarthy recruited, Coleman drafted. Fletcher drafted and Lions recruited. McCarthy was from uh, Geelong. Geelong. Geelong yeah. So the point being, there's no right or wrong way to build your list, mm. but you need to be just absolutely shrewd with your pickups yeah. because they're the ones who move the needle for you. The thing that I find crazy is that like, so Brisbane have so many high, high draft picks, right? And they still have managed to spend big on big, big dudes as well. So their they're amount of talent, the high, high, the high end talent, there's like, there's almost like seven or eight A graders in that mm. team, man. Yep. Like that's a crazy list build. The fact that they could get so many in one place. Yeah. Like it all has yeah. to come together. The coaching, the recruiting, and mm. the drafting and play development. Just it's a perfect storm to win a flag. Mm. Yeah, mm. I am starting to like the idea. I've always kind of naturally thought you draft, you get some really nice draft picks, they come good. Once those draft picks hit their peak because they're highly talented, that's when you come good. But I do like the idea of just selling draft picks for ready-made players because it does remove the risk, right? Yeah. Kind of like Carlton um, got rid of their number one pick for Chera and they got rid of their number one or first round pick, I should say, for Saad. Mm. You're getting ready-made players that you know are going to be good straight into the system to make an impact. Mm. That's the Geelong way of doing things. It worked for them. I don't mind it. I'm happy for Carlton to continue that way. Yeah, well, you look at, I'm pretty sure for you guys, Chera would have been Hayden Young, I'm pretty sure. Was it that draft? I, I, I don't. Right. I don't remember. To yeah. be honest, but let's let's say it was right. Yeah, I think it's a break even. It's a break even if not you guys win because Cher is a gun mid. Yeah. Hayden Young hasn't officially stamped himself yet. I think he probably will. But like he will. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you're getting more years. At, you're getting a quicker result from the Chera. But if go. you look at the Carlton example quickly, right? They've just delisted Lockie O'Brien, pick ten. Mm. Paddy Dow was a pick three. He's going to be. He might go to St Kilda. Yeah, for like a third round pick, probably or four, for, for, for nothing. Or maybe for nothing. And yeah. Sam Petresi Seaton is a pick five. Mm. So three you, each year, you give off your pick three for a gun small forward. You give off your pick ten for a gun small forward, and you give off your pick five that year for a gun something key defender, whatever. Boom. But it's circumstantial though as well, like because if they were guns, you'd be fine. Yeah. But. There's risk in picking a top, even a top 10 player. There's still risk. They don't always perform. They don't always make it. Mm, Correct. No, for sure. For and sure. It, it depends on what your team actually needs as well. Like if you've got a stacked midfield and you're giving up a pretty high quality pick for another midfielder, well, then you're not really improving your list in my opinion. Mm. No, um, they've got, you've got to know, your team needs to know where they're at to make the right decisions. Exactly. Not every team understands that. Yes. So, yeah. Mm. Um, but no, I just thought it was interesting. And mm. yeah, like yeah. Matt said, like the small forwards have such high currency. I think... A certain wizard Nick Watson's draft stock has rise without him even kicking a footy on the weekend. Yeah, I reckon it, it, it must have, man. It must have. Like now that North will most likely have two and three, surely one of those is him. Like I'm, be I'm sold yeah. on him now. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna yeah. be interesting. We'll go through it probably in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, I think Trade Radio is back on Monday as well, so probably some news filtering through every day. Yeah. So if you don't want to listen to their boring voices, you can come listen to us <laughs> instead. Um. um. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we did touch on Lockie Neal, Jewel Brownlow. Let's just mm. go over that real quick. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we haven't had a chance to really chat about the uh, the Brownlow situation yet. No. Well, we watched so. it and we recorded the last pod uh, right before we started watching the Brownlow. And yeah. I tipped Petrarca. We had a 
interesting uh, Rosie shout from Matza and mm. who did you say, George? You said, you well, said I said Butters, but butters. I said the Smoky Sinclair. Yes. Did right. Yeah, he I did remember okay. he said 18 votes and he cleared that by like round 20 or something. Yeah, he so. got the 21 or something like that. Mm, so that's not bad. Good shout. Um, but yeah, um, Lockie Neal, dual Brownlow medalist. Um, yeah. Could have had three if Kripa didn't. Yeah. No, did that's get suspended mental. last year. Mm. Maybe it's just, they, it was just evening the score with uh, Lockie. Who knows, man? But, I think it, he's obviously the type of player that understand. Well, he's just the perfect player to poll votes in the way that the votes are recorded. Mm-hmm. Right, so the Brownlow, the umpires um, obviously do the votes. For whatever reason, he's the perfect player and they just look at him and they give him the votes um, the way that it's currently recorded. So he's just the type of guy that's just going to keep polling throughout his whole career, especially because they're aware of him. But there's some really strange results. Like I would have thought that Dunkley had a more impressive year than Neil. How many votes did Dunkley get in the Brownlow? Yeah, it was less than 10. Three, I think. <laughs> Uh, three votes. I, I don't I think know from, if it was from, three. from memory. I wouldn't mind oh, checking it. I think yeah, it was three. We'll Chera had the best uh, midfield year for Carlton. Hmm. Two votes. He needs a more showy haircut. The yeah. shaved head just doesn't it's really It's ugly, do bro. It's a, it a side bottom. <laughs> yeah. He kicked this, versus side bottom. He yeah, kicked you know, this amazing like, goal and I, all I can think is, bro, do something with your hair, bro. I mean, yeah. I, know, I don't know his personal situation, but let it grow out a little bit more. Yeah, maybe or like, wear a wig or something. I don't yeah. know, bro. I reckon, you know, maybe leave the shaved head just... Let it flow at the back a little bit. Something. Something so you can stand out a little bit. Because then when you spin around, you do a little little twirl, the hair start flowing. Well, case it's in a point. More, to yeah, that point, on the yeah. run, on the run. It's Horn nicer. Francis getting himself three yeah. votes for a 13 disposal game with like seven clangers. So, you know what, what happened? Surely what happened there was that, <laughs> look, I'm going to get like another guy who looks exactly like me to also have a good game. Every game, Bergman. Miles Bergman. But that, like, <laughs> I don't understand how you could. He could oh, you reckon that. that's what happened? That's so Surely. funny. It must be, man. It must be. Like, it doesn't make sense. Even yeah. John Ralph, that um, media guy, Jerno, who seems to be like the voice of the AFL, never really gives his opinion. Just more of a news reporter. Mm. Even he tweeted out, "Like, I just literally rewatched that game. There's <laughs> yeah. no way this guy gets three votes." <laughs> Yeah. So if he's saying it, you know something's up. Yeah, and it was it was one of those like a bad Horn Francis game. It's like one of those games that like Dino and I, because we're North fans, we love those games. Like, like he threw the ball in anger at one point, yeah. gave away a fifty. How is that the fairest player on the ground? <laughs> You're joking. Anyway, oh, um, I do have a solution for the Brownlow though, right? So everyone's saying, "Oh, just make it the coaches' votes. I'll make it the players' MVP." I've got an idea. Yeah, when the Brownlow starts, mm. you factor in already the coaches' votes and the players' MVP. And you start from not zero. You start from wherever that combined starts you. And then you let the umpires have their say. So it's a tri-fold. Coaches oh, influence. That's so I've never, players I've influence. Never umpires influence. And then we have a winner. What that, do you reckon? See, that's and that's everyone involved in the game is getting a vote. As I say, you weight it equally. So don't have it currently like 10 for the coaches. And everyone mm. just does a 3-2-1 every game or, or a 10. Maybe the coaches vote's a bit more fair. Mm. So everyone can get their points staggered. But... So are you saying like basically so they they cuz I think you need to read it out the same way right you still need to read it out as 321321 one, but you're saying that they accumulate the votes from everything and then they determine the 321 based it, off it, that he's saying he's adju- it's adjusted adjusted so say the coaches votes mm. keep it the same they yeah. give 10 9 whatever mm. whoever they gave the 10 just gets transferred into like an algorithm to like the 3 whoever got mm. the 9 would be the 2 whoever got the 8 would be the 1 and that's it everyone else too bad mm. So then ultimately the best couple in each game get recorded essentially as the votes. Players do the same. And then on Brownlow night, 
it like it unveils like what's the leaderboard or like maybe the week of where are we at look uh, something like so that so complicated it's, it's it's a bit complicated I'll, it's a cool idea but the brownlow the three two one brownlow thing is great it just needs to be done a little bit faster at points and they just need to shut up and no, so the know. brownlow votes will get added onto an established leaderboard already. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Look, I don't mind it, but I think just change the votes themselves. You know what I mean. I, I like the no, I like the idea. Ultimately, but I'm just discussing. I'm just, ultimately, you know. I agree. Just be better at doing the votes, umpires. But like, that's not yeah. going to happen, right? So the interesting look. thing, what what I was thinking, like, uh, Lockie Neal, I think it's it's kind of crazy to criticize him because first of all, it's not his fault. Second of all, he's an amazing footballer, incredible midfielder, one of the best we've seen over the last five years. But he just didn't deserve it this year. Mm. That's the problem, right? Um, but at the same time, who were the players that we thought were going to poll well? Petrarca, Butters, Bont, Dacos. Neil we didn't have up there. Goulden, no one surprised. Um, a few others. They were all still at the top. Mm. So it's not like it's completely flawed. We still had a pretty good understanding of who was going to poll well. It's just disappointing that the final result was someone that we just felt like didn't have that year because if it's only a couple of votes one three voter changes everything and the famous one for neil was the 20 possessions one where like cameron had seven goals or something like that and it just didn't make any sense Mm, and dacos also apparently didn't poll when he had like 30 something possessions and three goals or some crazy performance he didn't poll so that kid could have won it missing four games it's interesting isn't it it's fascinating Mm. um but yeah, so we've spoken a bit about the granny, a bit about the Brownlow. Anything else you in the what? news? Since we're talking about yeah. the Brownlow, how about a way too early prediction and a smoky for next year's Brownlow? Sam Walsh. Ooh. As the prediction or the smoky? No, nah, he's the prediction. Ooh. He's the prediction. Carlton will be good, or they should be good. If he's fully fit, I think he's going to come out firing. He, the umpires know who he is, so that he won't get you know confused with uh, Horn Francis or Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Carlton biased pick. Um, the easiest pick would be Dacos because how is this, this guy not going to get better and how is he not going to poll in every game? How is he not going to win four Brownlows, this guy? Freak. Yeah, true. Smokey? Guess, yeah. Ooh, I don't have a prepared answer. Who's the Smokey? Mm. We'll, get, we'll get back to your Smokey. All right, okay, go ahead. Yeah, have a yeah. think. Yeah, so my, my initial thought was Goulden because obviously he polled so well. Mm. Now he gets noticed a bit more. I think there was a few games where he should have had more votes. And now that the umpires will acknowledge that, they'll just give him the three votes a bit more mm. often. As a smoky, that's, again, that's a bit of a tough one. Because like usually, you're pretty much predicting a breakout. You know yeah. what I mean? You're predicting a breakout. And hmm, look, here's one out of left field, right? If... This guy continues to play in the midfield like he did at the back half of the season. Hayden Young. Oh, Such a bold prediction. Wow. Yeah. You know what? You did ask for a smoky. There's your so smoky. That's a smoky right if there. Hayden Young plays in the midfield, because look, the way I watch him, right, he could be the Jack Sinclair slash Jordan Dawson of next season if he plays in the midfield because he's got a great kick as well. So they're going to look to get his kicking further up the field. you know. And he was, he was leading tackles many times when he was playing as a midfielder. So it's not just the kicking. So there's my very wild smoky. Interesting. I think the actual guess is Nick Dacos. It's hard to look past him, but I will say something tells me the Bont has another level to go to again. Mm. He almost is a smoky nowadays because kind of like... Almost. He just can't... He hasn't... He's had a couple of amazing seasons. How he didn't win the Brownlow this year is mental. 
yeah. given that what we've seen from his fantasy scores and what the output mm. is. The first half of the season, he was getting 13 clearances a game. What mm. else do you need? Like, what more do you need to do? Yeah, that's true. It's pretty crazy. Mm. Um, do you guys have any other wacky ones or not? Look, I don't know how wacky it is given that he did pretty much pole well every time we won uh, LDU. Yeah. I think he's the kind of guy that catches the eye and could pull well. I actually like that one if he's fully fit. If he's fit and we win, say, seven or eight games instead of three or four, mm. there's a chance. Yeah, because you look, he I think he had polled, what, 13 votes in a, what, three-win yeah. season. So, whenever we win, he seemed to get the three votes. So, that's something. And if you're losing yeah. in close games, you can still get three, you know, as we saw this year. Guys polling three in losses, so. Um, I'm just trying to think of which team I think is going to improve, mm. right? I think some team like a Gold Coast could come up mm-hmm. under new, newer coaching. And I think someone like a Noah Anderson who polled well could go a step further, especially with support from Took Miller as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Anderson for Little nice. Smokey. No, I like it. Interesting. Like it, um, we didn't mention actually the other week, Uze is now the coach of Richmond. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, shout, um, out, shout out to Adam Uze. Um, I work with his cousin. So, oh, you know, yeah, so no, he's a friend of the pod, basically. Friend of the pod, Adam Muse <laughs> is uh, he's uh, now the coach. Um, yeah, no, nah, shout out to Jace, good kid. Oh, another so. shout out to um, Katie McDonald, friend of the pod we saw last night. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, I don't know what bar or club that was that had him waiting at the front of the line with his yeah. missus. Just or, get him you know, in, bro. I don't know if it was his missus. I don't know. Sorry, Caden. Maybe it was a side <laughs> thing. But like. <laughs> Straight up, like Caden <laughs> McDonald should not be waiting. No, he especially not, waiting. not on the grand final night when they've blocked up all of Swan Street nah. for footy. But he should have just, like, honestly, instead of showing an ID, he should have just shown his. his yeah, he's too nice of a guy. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. He, he does seem like a very genuine, you know. He does, right? He's yeah. looking at me. He's like, is it, is in, like, he could tell I kind of knew him. Yeah. Or he's liked one of our videos, so maybe recognized us. Maybe. No, he did like that one is, of our TikTok. That is such a bold call, but anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, Caden McDonald's like, hey, bro, we did the. And then he's like, how's it going? I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like, like I, I couldn't uh, find words so I just walked off but yeah that Kaden. was nice yeah no that was that was a cool moment that was a cool moment from me yesterday I suppose sorry to just have dead air for a second but I'm just yeah. bringing up our ladder prediction from the start of the year oh no we're gonna have a quick I'm look scared, at it man. oh no I don't wanna see this we need to have a quick look at it sorry uh, all I know all I can remember is someone put Richmond high up and I hope it wasn't me look it, I'm uh, not gonna I don't, I, don't, I don't have who did what Unless you can remember who... Look, I, I remember the order. The okay. fir- George had the first one. Okay, so George... Are you sure? Well, I'm in the middle. Why would I have the first one? We usually do snake order. But at the time, we had no... There was no tradition at that time. That was the first episode, bro. You know what? Traditions I remember when- because I picked the second team. So it must have been me after George and then back around to Matza. That's so yeah. wild. Okay. Yeah. So George, no. you thought the first team would be... Melbourne Demons. Yeah, no, okay. I remember that. Okay. I remember Not that. a bad take. No, not bad. No, no okay. well, they third, fourth, yeah. And look, they didn't have Clary. Their forward line didn't really fire. Mm. Um, and they did finish. You know what? Can one of you bring up the ladder from this year? Just so I'm not yeah. going back and forth. Um, and they did finish in the four. So, you know what? You were right in a sense that they were close. Um, here's where things get a bit whack though. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Straight away. So, I thought... Yeah. That the reigning premiers would actually make the top four. Who'd have thought? And finish man. second. Who'd have thought? And I was wrong by picking Geelong second. Wow, they yeah. finished twelfth because they finished twelfth. So I was ten That's off. That's my bad, boys. That's my bad. See ya, buddy. Um, Matza was pretty good with his guess of Brisbane being third. So oh, there you go. Yeah, well done, Matza. You were one off. Yeah, it's a good pick. I have a feeling that's one of the closest. So the other thing we've got to say is we didn't pick these independently. We picked them one at a time. Correct. So. Yeah. If some person decides to put one team up there, 
We all suffer. Yeah, we all suffer. <laughs> that's why I'm calling out who did what. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that's good. That's good. Um, so rounding out the top four was George. Again, thinking that a team that played in the grand final Sydney, would be good. Sydney. <laughs> and he put Sydney fourth. Well, um, at least they made the eight in the end. Even though right. they shouldn't have. I'm thinking, did we do like, did we do just a straight order? Did we do a serpentine order for this? No, nah, no. Nah, I, I remember the next pick. And okay. This yeah. is my bad. Again, yeah. actually. Dogs. This is dogs, isn't it? No, this is worse, I think. <laughs> worse than the dogs. I've had a bit of a mare, I think. Oh, so I've, I've go. gone Richmond at fifth. Yeah. Oh, man. There we go. That's that's where it was. Look, I'm, sca- I'm scared of all in my defense, bro, In my defense, they recruited pretty well and yeah. Lynch was injured all year. Not saying they would have finished fifth, but like mm. I expected a bit more from Hopper and and Lynch and all those boys. They had anyway. a weird season. Um, six would have been Mata picking the dogs yeah, at six. There There's my bad pick. But never, never, back in, never back in a Bevo... Team no, it, again. No, right. no. Nah, nah. Finish with this guy. If you're probably nah, listening or watching, you're thinking, "Where the hell are the pies?" Yeah, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> At seventh was George picking Carlton. <laughs> fifth, baby, fifth. Hey, look, man. Fifth. Did man. you think, sold it, man? I did you think it. at that time of saying that that you were gonna undersell the Blues? No way. Truthfully, <laughs> no way. Oh, man. I wasn't being modest, bro. I was being like ambitious. Yeah. yeah I remember. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Georgie. Like, but, right. yeah. So there it turns go. out I've got a bit of sense after all because then I go Collingwood at eighth. So you're welcome. Thank, thank you for doing that. Bro. Okay, that um, could have been really bad. We didn't even have him in the eight. And I remember we were picking wow. between them and this next team. So Mata took the ninth pick, being Frio, who massively underdelivered. Yeah, yeah. Fourteenth. Um, we had them at ninth. They finished fourteenth. Yeah. Then in tenth, George is backed in the power, who we all thought would, or didn't think would do better than they it did. It was this hard year. to predict the power what they do this year. Correct. Mm. Um, look, they've come in the top four, but got bounced. So. Mm. overall they can look back some highs in the season but definitely um, not good enough in the finals and then we have at 11th I went the Crows so that was a bit of a reach at the time yeah that was a great pick man um, and I think pick. that's probably my best pick so far but they really should have would would they have been in the 8 if it wasn't if it wasn't for that incident uh, just about yeah yeah yep. it would have been an 8 yeah, yeah. it would have so, been an 8 point swing yeah that would have been in so that was a decent little pick for me there Matt has then gone for Gold Coast in twelfth, oh. and they underperformed. Yeah, they did. They um, did. Giants, George, you've gone for them in thirteenth. Mm. What was that? The, the Giants are thirteenth. Yeah, in our ladder here. See here, it's just a big mess. It it's is. Just a big it mess. gets a bit funnier now. So yeah. we go. I went Hawthorne at fourteen over St Kilda and Essendon. <laughs> which you know what? Their best footy is better than those teams. I'll stand by that. Yeah. To be honest, their best footy when they pull all it right, out. All right. Okay. When okay. they pull their it out, their best half. Yeah, yeah, better, yeah. yeah, yeah. They can be electrifying on their day, so all right. Fair and Matt has gone 15th. Uh, the Saints, you went. The Saints. Okay. All right, yeah. Wow, well, that's... We really, that we is, all disrespected That is shocking. Sixth. And then in 16th, I guess they finished the season in this form. Was Essendon. Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the last two right. So I went North, 17. Mm. And West Coast finished 18th. Hey, not bad. Not so bad, we got bro. a couple right in there, <laughs> in all the mess. I think that's the only spots that we got correct. True. Those are the elite, like proper spots we got. Correct. Yes, so we go. yeah, that's the only spot. Yeah, at least we can uh, predict, uh, you know, mediocre teams. Um, so um, overall, look, yeah, a little bit whack in that top four, but mm. you can't not tip a team that made the finals, the grand final, to yeah. not make top four. Yeah, they, they shouldn't have dropped off that bad. No, like it, hard to predict that you lose Joel Selwood and then they cop a few injuries. I don't know. I don't even think it was that bad. The look, injuries. the the interesting, the other thing we've got to mention is how close the ladder is. Like we're talking. A couple. We're talking one win. The difference between three or four spots. So. Yeah, true, true. 
you know, once one prediction could look a lot worse by one or two games slipping six points on the ladder. So uh, I, was gonna, I, I actually I look forward to doing that format again. Yeah, I think it, I think it was fun us doing a collective ladder. Obviously, we can all do our own personal ladders, but like a collective enjoyers ladder was pretty. It's cool. going to be a lot harder to do this year, next year. Mm. Like, because you've had a couple of bolters. Carlton's had a o- overachieved or had a really good season. Giants out of nowhere and Saints, mm. right? And then Adelaide didn't make it. So, how do they fit in? Do they do it? Collingwood, there's no reason for them to go down now. Yeah, Lions will be up there because that they have to be. Who's who's the th- third and fourth? Like, does Melbourne drop off? I don't think so. I don't think They've so. They've still got enough good players for the home and away mm. season. But, like, Giants, right. super dangerous. Yeah. Carlton's going to aim for top four. Does Sydney bounce back up? Uh, I think... Does, look, why would Port fall away? Mm, I, I think the trade period and the mm. you know, free agency and all that, I think that's going to really heavily influence what we do. Mm. Like, what what's the difference between, say, if Carlton had a good, you know, um, off-season versus if... GWS did and things like that. I think that's going to have a bit mm. of a role. Well, that's right. And speaking of that, so yeah, on Monday, Trade Radio starts. I think the trade period... Oh, is it the free agency that opens up first or the trades? Oh, Can't remember. Free, free, probably free agency. Anyway, yeah. we've got a bit of that for a week and in about a month's time is when the draft is. Like mm. late November 20th, I think, or 21st. Mm. This so, is uh, North Melbourne's time to shine, baby. Oh, I've been waiting, boys. Extra picks. We can actually talk about something positive, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um. you win in September, in October and November. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that Carlton, facts, actually, facts. Carlton's linked with um the other Holland's brother, Elijah, from Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind him, but I don't know a lot about him. He hasn't played much football. Yeah. Mm. He was really highly talented and he had the knee... The ACL. Top five pick, I believe. So, so is he your Holland's brother? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're brothers. There yeah. you go. Look, I think with Elijah, he's, he's, he's the typical like strong, bigger bodied, medium slash, like medium forward slash midfielder. Yeah. But he doesn't really have the tank to go in the guts. But he can be a game changer on his day. Like when he has played for Gold Coast, he's looked really good. But yeah. they just haven't seen him, you know, obviously as part of the plans. Maybe I get the feeling like that, that clubs stop playing players when they think that their heart's not in it and they want to go. Like Zach Fisher, do you really think that he deserved to get omitted right at the end of the season? Uh, like was I, he that bad where he deserved I, to get dropped? No, Zach Fisher's not a bad player, but I wouldn't have played him. Yeah, wouldn't I, have played him. But I feel like but I feel like he was wiped from even the emergencies. He was, but we had a full list. Like we didn't have any injuries, so there's a couple players that were unlucky to miss. Mm. Um, Fisher, they. Like he dominated the VFL all mm. year as a midfielder. But then he can't play midfield in Colton's list, so they put him on the half back line and then he's getting thirty possessions every game. He he's gonna go, I think. Yeah, he's Paddy good, Dow, that's, that's what I was getting at, because he's been linked with us. Paddy Dow, I wouldn't mind keeping, but I, I'd understand if he wants to go because I think he proved this year that he still could be an AFL player. Mm. Mm. You know, averaging like twenty something possessions and like five clearances or something. In that period of time, against tough teams, like mm. it's valuable for a team like St Kilda or Essendon who don't have that depth in the midfield. Yeah, like they, like yeah, they, they, they need that type of player. Mm. You know, um, he's gonna, he's gonna have to go. Um, but they're handy to have. Like if Carlton gets one or two injuries in the midfield mm. next mm. year, Ed Kerno's gone. Um, if Dow's gone. But it can get, you know, you you'll, need those players. You'll probably just replace him with another guy who's 
happy to be fringe. Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't know who that is, but yeah, it, there's quite a bit of movement happening. Like Ports had a few players want to go there, like Jordan Sweet, Radigalia, Zerk Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Bombers trying to bring in Goldie, apparently. Yeah, but um, apparently Collingwood are in for Goldie as well. Which is crazy. Yeah, but look, he's look, he's at least better than one of Cox or Cameron. Yeah, but those guys have just won the premiership, man. Like True. true. Goldie's an interesting one. Where does he go? Does, he's guaranteed a contract? Where yeah, he's gonna go some yeah. someone's gonna pick him up. Someone wants there's no, he's there's gonna, no doubt he's about looking it. for a two year deal, North's only giving him one. So mm. Yeah. It is what it is. And we um, should we we shouldn't be giving him a two year deal. You know what I mean? That's just it's it's not it'd be irresponsible for us to be doing that, to be honest with you. Like, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Like we um, need to move on. So yeah, Mackay is obviously one of the big ones left that hasn't nominated exactly where he's going. Mm. Um what was that? Mackay. Mackay. He picked Essendon. Oh, has he? Officially. Yeah. Oh. I thought he was still what he said he? he wants to leave, but he hasn't said where exactly yet. 100%. I'm sure he said Essendon, man. Uh, Dino had sure. Uh, look, it's uh, one of us is majorly out of. I the think loop. it was Essendon. Yeah, I think it's the heavy, heavy rumor, but I don't no, think it said like no, that's it. Not, I'm, I'm quite sure yeah. he's nominated Essendon, man. Well, in my head, it's Essendon anyway. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Is that what Essendon need? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you know, well, what? they're losing Zerk Thatcher, so they need to replace yeah. someone. But it's an upgrade on Zerk Thatcher because Ben Mackay can actually play on, on the, the big boy on the big like, boy. Because Zerk Thatcher, he's your second tall. I think maybe you can play on a guy who's a leading player because he's kind of quick and has long arms, but he's not like, and actually Dean was saying this earlier, there's not many actual dudes who can take a big boy like Kerno or a Tom Hawkins mm. and can nullify them. There's not many of them out there. So mm. um, yeah, it, it's an upgrade there and it allows, if Mackay's fit, it makes Ridley a really interesting super coach prospect in my eyes because then he can play the Stewart slash Sicily role. But, ben Mackay? No, no, Ridley. Oh, Ridley, It opens sorry. up Ridley. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're best mates is, is an interesting thing. <laughs> so, Ridley's like, bro, can you please come down so I can be a good super coach player? Like, <laughs> must it have been it is interesting that. when the trades are linked to players and the players are really good mates. Like, mm. Zach Fisher and Griffin Logue are best mates. Oh, well, there you go. And Logue's like, hey, man, North, Mel- North Melbourne are handing out big contracts. Come over, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be exciting, man. I think a lot of teams, this is where the hope's built. Like I mentioned before, teams like Brisbane, Collingwood, They've made some excellent pickups, which have got them to this point. So mm. every team can look at it and say, like, "Oh, this guy is going to be the difference," or you know, this group of guys that we've recruited. So mm. there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I think for today, that's yeah. probably it. Yeah. Do you guys want to do the little segment that I was talking about earlier? You yeah. Guys feel, do it. Feel all right to to give that one a shot. Go for it. Uh, so something we we're talking about earlier, and I, I talked about it earlier in the season, actually, um, about a most improved player, a most improved player award. That doesn't exist in the AFL. So, you want to give us some candidates for this year, boys? Do you want to go quickly by team? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Let so me get most, up the app. Because it structures it. It makes it easy to come yes. up with something. So, most improved player per team. So, we'll start in... Just We'll go ladder order, maybe. Yeah. 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 So, ladder order. So, Collingwood. I think Bobby. Yeah. He he how, wasn't an established player. Always talented, but not an established player. Now, he's a Norm Smith medalist. One of the flag. Yeah. I'll go something different. Isaac Quainer. Yeah, all Australian. He's become he's become an absolute animal. Mm, yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, so next team. Brizzy. Brizzy. Coleman? Kidding Coleman? He did only like he erupted in the last couple of games. I wouldn't say he's overall in the year been the most improved. Who else? Yeah, who else? Because they're they? pretty consistent, yeah, aren't they? Consistent. Like, you I, know thought, what? I thought Zach Bailey had a really strong year. Darcy Wilmot. 
Wilmot, yeah. that's yeah. a good shout. He, he solidified his place in the team. Mm. Well, he kept Daniel Rich out of the squad, so mm. I like that one. Okay. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Oh, I think, is it bad to say Butters? No. I, I, I think the fact that Butters went from fringe midfield, half forward, to in the, the dude, darts. The dude. The dude. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pretty content to say. I'll give a Butters. wild card on this one as well. Dan Houston. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Consistent. He did step it up this year. Mm. Another one, Miles Bergman as well. Yeah, He's I like him. had some really good moments as well. Yep. Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, most improved. I don't know if they had a lot, did they? Because <sighs> like, they were a team where we just, they sort of stagnated and it's hard to... It hard is, to it is not, there's not an obvious answer, is there? Mm. Probably Van Royen. It's easy to just say the young key who's actually getting some games. But who else mm. stepped up in a noticeable way? You're right. I mean, good. I think Viney stepped up. He had 24 votes in the round low, but I'm not calling him most improved. No. I just think he had a good year. Yeah, he probably had a good year because Oliver was out. So it was, you know, improvement because of the opportunity was given to him there. Who's that halfback that they've got? And I've praised him. Uh, Joel, is it Smith? Joel, uh, Joel Smith is he's a forward. He was playing a bit forward. Judd okay. McVie was all right. There's a couple of those guys, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. No, nothing, no, nothing too mm. crazy there. What about Carlton? Most improved for Carlton. Chera. Well, he did take his game to another level. Um, who is most improved? What about um, Cottrell? I think that's a very good pick. Yeah, mm. I think it's a very good pick, Cottrell. Because he's not really like a household name or anything like that. And Boyd. Boyd was the, what I was going to say. Mm. Um, it's in, the, the players that weren't established best 22 that have kind of come good. I even think players like Mitch McGovern, first full season he played in the back line. Mm. Kind of uh, improved in the in the sense that he's picked a spot and he's contributing to the team. Mm. Um, Marchbank had a good second half of the season. Again, improved. He just wasn't playing football, and now he's playing football. Mm. So I think Cottrell is probably the best player that was playing regularly that has kind of taken his game to the next level. Mm. But I think improvement from Carlton came from players that weren't getting football uh, opportunities because of injuries, like Jack Martin and stuff that contributed toward the end of the season. Mm. Fair enough. St. Kilda. Michiro Owens. Mitch Owens. Um, Nazaya Wangane Miller. Yeah. Uh, it took you a while to get through that name. But <sighs> I should have just said... You did it very well. <laughs> I should have just said NWD or NWM. NWM. NWD. It probably is Nazaya, I'd say. Yeah. And another one, we talked about him earlier in the season, but it just sort of quietened down a bit. It was Mason Wood. He was a very solid Yeah, for them this year. I even think Win Hager is a... Played all right, midfield, serviceable yeah. role. That, you know, they have so many, even Stocker. Like, let's be fair, he was just a serviceable player. But he didn't. From being a dude who just wasn't, he wasn't that guy at all. But he, I think he got kicked from the finals team. Stocker. Oh, he might have, yeah. But anyway. Um, GWS. There's a lot. Iden. Yeah. The Quina lookalike. Mm. Um, yeah. Who else? I think Lockie Ash had an underrated season. Yeah, well, he finally got to play halfback. That, um, that allowed him to really show his uh, who's their, show his um, talents. Hogan, yeah. Who's their other forward? The young kid, Riccardi. Uh, yeah, Riccardi. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Um, mm. I think a lot of their senior players really got back to their best form. Mm. But in terms of like players that got better, uh, Tom Green's probably the one that comes to mind. Yeah, uh, you probably know exactly what I'm going to say. A player that they recruited, Bedford. Yeah. Bedford. And Bedford as well. I knew you were going to say Bedford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was, I've been uh, riding Bedford a little bit <laughs> yeah, towards the later half of the season. 
What about Sydney? Sydney. Or Golden massively improved. He just took his game to another level. Hmm. Oh, who else from Sydney? Blakey. Blake, Blakey, another... Blakey. He really showed why he's worth all that money. They've just gone to elite, those two players. Mm. I've got no one else to mention, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, what's the... Is that the last team in the top eight? Anyone? That's right. Yeah, I think we'll do the bottom ten next week. Sure. I reckon we'll go into the rest of them later. Keep us suspense. That's it, man. That's it, man. Tune Keep in pick- next week to find out. Yeah. <laughs> On the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I think the um, other thing to say is now that like the season's over, a big thank you to um everyone that's watched. Yeah. And uh been a part of the journey. Thank you to Theona for editing all the all our videos. And uh yeah, first season kind of complete under the AFL uh, Enjoyers. So yeah, no, nah, very good work, lads. Yeah, no. Nah. And look, even though, you know, the season's finished, it's not really done for us just yet because I think we've still got a lot to talk about with preseason stuff and you know, the football season really isn't done yet. You know, like the content season isn't really done yet. So we'll keep going. Um, but it's been a lot of fun doing a weekly podcast with you guys. So well said. Shout, out, shout out to you guys, man. That's it. Thanks very much, everyone again. Thanks, boys. And we'll see you guys next week. Calling wolves. Oh, <laughs> stop. <up>. Stop. <laughs> it's in my head. I couldn't go to bed last night. Just, uh... Cut the stream. <laughs> 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 <laughs>